Hey now, welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. I'm Dave Lorenzo. Today we're talking about independent insurance agents and the difference working with one of them can make in your business. My guest today is Nat, the insurance guy. He's the guy who's going to help us understand what coverage you need for your business and why you need it. He's also going to help us with what an independent insurance agent can do for you and how an independent insurance agent is different from an agent that works directly for our company. And then we're going to learn a little bit about how you grow your business as an independent insurance agent, because if you take anything away from our time together, this is the hardest working guy in insurance. He's got relationships and he's going to teach you how to develop those relationships for your professional practice. So, Please join me in welcoming Nat, the insurance guy, to the Inside BS Show. So, Nat, let me take another shot. Your last name is pronounced Scopoliti, correct? Perfect. That was perfect. I got it. Finally, the third time is the charm. Welcome to the show, Nat. Thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. All right. So, you're the insurance guy. Tell us. You're an, you're an independent insurance agent, which I think means you can you can work with anybody. Explain the difference between being an independent insurance agent and being a dedicated agent for one particular insurance company. Uh, I mean, it's a really big difference. Uh, frankly, I mean, without naming the actual companies, but there are companies out there that, that are in the industry called captives that work primarily with one uh, insurance company. Uh, those agents are, are always handcuffed to the products that those insurance companies provide to them that they can then provide to the consumer, the end consumer. Uh, as an independent insurance uh, agent, you know, my, my firm has the ability to work with uh, you know, pretty much any carrier out there as long as we have um, the relationship set up. And uh, in, in the case of my company, I mean, we're about, we've been around over 100 years uh, we have relationships with 20, 30 different insurance companies. So when you come to me as a client, whether it's on the personal level or on the business level, uh, me personally on the business level, uh, I have access to pretty much every national carrier you can find out there, every regional carrier you 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 know you see, uh, which provides me with a, a, an incredible um, arsenal in my tool belt. You know when dealing with a client and, and you know providing them with the with the best shot at getting the best coverage, best price. And that's really it, right? The best coverage at the best price. And your your interest is in getting them something that works for them. It's not selling a particular product. So that's a, you know, it's, I, I think it's, I think it's a really big distinction. So how do people know, Nat, if they're dealing with an independent insurance agent or if they're dealing with somebody who's captive, they can only sell one line of products. How do they know? Um, well, I mean, typically we'll have the independent insurance, the IA uh, little logo on our doors or on our website. Um, you know, it's extremely pronounced. Uh, frankly, you know, if they're if the quote that they're getting is is uh, specific to the company that's on the door, company name that's on the door, that's typically the biggest giveaway. You know, you're you're working with a, a captive agent who can't really work with any uh, other carrier. Um, and, and, you know, frankly, the, the, 
the catalog of, of coverage that, that an independent insurance agent has versus a, a captive agent is, is just you know remarkably different. All right. Now, exp- explain to folks the the type of insurance that you sell. Explain the different types of insurance and explain to folks that there's a licensing process and that whole bit. Explain a little bit. You don't have to go into like a college level course, but explain a little bit about how insurance works. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you take a small business, a startup, a mid-sized business. I mean, we typically, um, we're, my firm is here to uh, provide them with the insurance that gets them through their day to day. I mean, you know, the property insurance for the stuff that they have. If they don't have stuff, then the liability uh, insurance that uh, that they're going to need to go through their day to day, or their professional liability, employment practices if they have employees, uh, and cyber, which you know everyone has a, uh, an online exposure. So that's what we that's what we'll offer. Um, licensing is an interesting thing because you have to be licensed in the state. So you know you have some in, you have some brokers out there that are independent insurance agents um, that really work uh, in, a, in a regional setting and they like working in let's say New York City and, and working primarily with New York State exposures. Uh, and uh, there you know many of those brokers are great brokers. We uh, you know we've been in the industry for over 100 years, so we have you know we pretty much work in almost every state. I mean there are some states that. Uh, we don't, but for the most part, it, we're national. Um, and uh, and you know, as far as licensing is concerned, you know, we, we go through a rigorous right, licensing uh, individually, a licensing uh, renewal process on an annual basis, where we have to you know uh, you know become current on on many topics that are facing the industry. Uh, and uh, actually, just recently, the uh, in New York State, they've changed the guidelines, and so we've we we really have to understand uh, many of the you know the things that are happening on a regular basis, the cyber flood, uh, and we have to get you know we have to get updated on those on on a on a you know uh, annual and sometimes two year basis. Okay, so when when you sit down with somebody, what typically is the first thing that they're looking for help with? Well, I mean, you know, many of the many of the clients that we work with are coming to us because there's an external force pushing them in our direction. Uh, like they have a lease, and their lease is pushing them to get a you know liability, or or maybe they have a contract with a client that's requiring them to have certain coverage. Uh, the big, probably the most uh, the the most important you know coverage that you have out there is general liability. I mean, that's the one that pretty much hits close to home at, at, for every business. Uh, that's the you know, that's the coverage that usually propels people to us. Uh, workers' compensation in a state, if you're hiring employees, uh, even if you're hiring an employee or you're trying to do business with um, a municipality, many of them are requiring you to have workers' comp uh, in place in order to do that. Many of the restaurants need it in order to get their licensing to do business, period, in New York. Uh, and, and, you know, or maybe working with a new client uh, and the client's requiring you to have some sort of professional coverage. Uh, like in errors and emissions uh, or employment practices. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about um, general liability coverage and how much uh, how much a business needs and how to decide how much a business needs. Right? Does it go by revenue? Does it go by number of number of locations? Like, how do you decide what coverage is enough? That's a hard one, but I'll say this. I mean, at the very basic level, a million dollars is is the new norm these days. I mean, it's pretty much uh, the the base level that you're going to be required to have just to, to do any kind of business. Um, I would say most small businesses, most startups, can really you know do well with a million dollars in general in general liability. Um, 
you know, as your business starts to grow and, you know, yes, revenue is a big, uh, is a big concern. Number of locations is a big concern. The amount of, the amount of, you know, uh, equity property that the, the business has, be, you know, becomes a factor in how we, how we figure out how much, you know, how much general liability is going to be uh, suitable for, um, for that firm. Just because, you know, look, uh, many people think that, you know, well, I have a business. If something happens, I'll just, you know, I'll file bankruptcy, close the doors, move on. And that's it. That's the end of the day. But, but there's still many things that are going to happen, you know, while, <laughs> while you're doing that and you are drawn into a lawsuit. And I don't think anybody goes into business thinking, you know, well, I'll just fold my doors and walk away. I, you, you want to have the capability to have a general liability policy in place that adequately covers um, your, your business size uh, and will protect you in the event that there is a loss that's substantial enough to, to you know, really hit the radar. I mean, you know, small losses trips and falls, those things are, you know, uh, for, for an office setting, let's say, you know, they're, they're usually pretty simple to deal with. Uh, but, you know, you're a retail store and you've got a, a you know, brick and mortar location and somebody gets hurt outside, uh, you know, depending on the size of your business, million dollars just may not be enough. You know, you may need, you may need two, you know, three, two, an umbrella, you know, on top of that. I mean, it's, uh, it's important to, to understand many points of it. So revenue, um, number of locations, you know, do you own the property that, you know, you're doing business in? Uh, those are big factors. And how has uh, the work from home environment affected insurance uh, these days, particularly liability insurance? So maybe even workers comp, I would imagine, or, or disability. So if you're, if you had a professional services firm, let's say you had an accounting firm and you had 15 people that used to come into an office now you got like two people that are coming in the office and everybody else is working from home. What, what impact, I, I'm just curious, what, what impact has that had on, on insurance coverage? Has it had any? Oh, I mean, it absolutely has. I mean, you know, we, we, uh, we've tried to make our, uh, I, I look, on a short-term basis, work from home is not a big deal, right? I mean, if you have an employee that works from home one day a week, we don't really need to uh, revamp your workers' comp or add anything to your workers' comp. Uh, but as you have employees that are, are transitioning to work from home on a permanent basis or on a regular basis, uh, we, you know, if they're not, if let's say you're a New York-based company, uh, you know, and, and typically your employees would come into your New York office, if those employees are now coming in from Connecticut or, or I mean, working from Connecticut or from New Jersey or in some cases we've seen even Pennsylvania, uh, you know, in the tri-state area, to use that as an example, uh, we need to add those states to the workers' comp policy. General liability hasn't been affected that much. Um, there are some instances where those work-from-home employees might be going to see clients, uh, but the general liability really, you know, doesn't necessarily need to add those, the you know, the homes of those people to, to those policies in order to work real well. It covers you wherever you go for the most part. But workers' comp is, has been a big issue. We've had to... Uh, make sure that we remind all of our clients that, look, if you've got an employee that's working from home in whatever state, wherever that may be, we need to add that state to the policy in order for, for your business to be properly covered and for them to be properly covered, frankly. Okay. Now, uh, Nat, let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that I'm sure you hear all the time. Like somebody will say, hey, 
you know, the guy in the office down the hall, he's got 15 people, I've got 18 people, or I've got 15 people, he's got 18 people. He tells me he pays X for his general liability policy, and I pay Y. Why am I paying so much more than he's paying, right? I mean, this is probably a common thing you hear about all the time. What's the answer to that? It's one of my favorite questions. It's always, uh, it's, it comes to me in many forms, whether it's a business owner or whether it's a, a real estate owner who tells me, well, my neighbor down the block is paying half of what, you know, what, he, what I'm paying for the same exact building um, and very same, same makeup. Um, you know, every business is different. And uh, liability, although you may, you may see ads online that may make you feel like it's all cookie cutter and it's all super simple to put together, it's not. And, and that's probably one of the biggest reasons why having an uh, independent insurance agent uh, is a defining factor in a, in a business and in, their, in, their, you know, uh, in the security and the protection of the, that business. You can go online and many sites where you can go and plug in your info and just get a cookie cutter policy. Um, but it, you know, if you walk around telling people that your business is different than any, than everybody else, um, it is. It absolutely is, and it, it is for the reasons that you know you portray yourself to be, but also for the background reasons. You know, there are different numbers of employees that factor into the insurance cost. There's size of square footage of office spaces. Uh, revenues change the the cost of insurance. Uh, you know, there are different uh, aspects to your business that will you will trigger different endorsements on an insurance policy that will that will cost more money or may cost less money because they're not there so yes every business is different that is my favorite question i get that question at least twice a week and it's uh and the answer is uh you know is super simple uh, you know your insurance policy is your insurance policy and it's made for you it's tailored to you even though you think that it's just something that i throw together and send to you it's not you know there's a lot of work that goes into putting together a quote uh, and personalizing it for your business. All right, so I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to take a minute and think about it, and then we'll come back from from this quick break, and you'll give us the answer. Professional liability. What? Let's talk about why people need professional liability on top of their general liability. Why? Why are you not covered under your general liability policy if you make a professional error? Who needs this type of coverage? You're going to share that with us in just one minute. I need to remind folks that we are brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. Since 1983, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors has provided expert client service to people all over the United States. They have expertise in tax planning, consulting, family office advisory, dispute advisory, business valuation, litigation support, forensic accounting, and risk management. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors can help you if you're, let's say, an attorney and you are involved in a dispute, your client and his partner are breaking up their business and we need to decide who's going to pay whom and how much. You can't agree on the value of the business, so you need someone to do a valuation on the business. Sandrowski has been doing this for over 35 years. And in addition to being able to put an accurate value on the business, they also have to be able to explain the value of the business to a judge or to the court in a way that's easy for them to understand. Sundrasky can do this as well because they've done that in over a hundred different cases. If you need help with business valuation or anything else I mentioned, you need to reach out to Sandrowski today. Call them at 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. 
We're also brought to you by My Revenue Roadmap Guide. If you want a business development guide, you want to learn how to grow your professional practice, download the same guide I use with my clients. It's my gift to you. I'm giving it to you for free. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com, revenueroadmapguide.com. Enter your contact info there. And once you enter your contact info, you can download that guide for free and customize it for your professional practice. We're talking with Nat, the insurance guy. You can call him at 646-747-6282, 646-747-6282. Nat, we got general liability, but we're professionals and maybe we're accountants or, or uh, you know, in another professional service business like my business in consulting, we render a professional opinion, we make a mistake. Why aren't we covered under general liability? What type of coverage do we need? Uh, general liability is strictly third party property damage and bodily injury, right? So, you know, if you damage someone's property, um, you, I always use the... Uh, the example that I, I knock over the Ming vase at my client's office uh, and uh, and now I've got to pay for it. Um, or you injure someone, you knock somebody over at a, a client location or, or you know, injure somebody, uh, period. Other than someone that works for you, general liability is where you're going to get that, that coverage. Uh, there are some other little minor components to it, but for the most part, it's just strictly third-party bodily injury property damage. If you're a professional services uh, business, like an accountant, like a, an attorney, a consultant, uh, anybody offering a professional service to others, uh, general liability is not going to help you if you make if you make an error, uh, a professional error. Professional liability, errors and omissions, to be more specific, in many cases, uh, is is exactly what you need in order to protect your business. The 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 errors and omissions policy is going to provide you with. Uh, very specific coverage for your business. The policy itself, the uh, the insuring agreement of the policy is tailored towards your business. It's typically read as, um, you know, uh, Dave Lorenzo offering uh, business consulting to others, you know, and, and uh, or, or, you know, in many cases, much more specific. And the coverage that comes along with that is it's far more robust and it deals with financial losses to others uh, that are deemed to be your negligence, your, your error or omission. Uh, professional liability is not as expensive as everybody thinks. I mean, I think everybody's always a little bit uh, concerned because they, they hear about you know, medical malpractice and how expensive it is, and, and in some cases, attorney's malpractice. Uh, it's really not that expensive. It's probably, for a professional services office, it's, it's going to be the most important policy um, that that you have as a business, and in many instances, I have clients who will sit there and debate the the need for general liability versus errors and omissions, and I'll sit there and say, I would be I would sleep better at night if you had the errors and omissions versus anything else, uh, because at the very least, I know that uh, you know the most likely loss in in your in your day to day, which is going to be an error and omission loss, is going to be covered. I mean, it's it's absolutely vital for a. a a professional services business. All right, so people can reach out to you, and how is that? How is that quoted, Nat? How do they? How do they? How do you? How do they? The underwriters determine the you know the pricing of that. Is it based on industry category, or what is the what? What is the underwriting process like? Uh, it, you know, pretty simple application. Usually starts with you know what do you do? What's your business? What kind of services are you offering others? Uh, what's your revenue? The revenue is usually a you know direct indicator of how much of that you're doing, you know, and uh, and and how you know how much of exposure is there. 
Uh, and, uh, and you know, what else are you doing? What, what other, what are value adds are you offering your clients? Uh, and, and, you know, multiple other factors. The biggest factors though, really being what do you do and how much of it do you do? And, uh, and that's, that's how it's rated. Uh, the, the more, um, unique the exposure, you know, obviously the, the more underwriting that goes into it because it just, you know, involves a little bit more thinking and making sure that we properly cover it. Uh, but, but that's, those are the deciding factors. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about cyber liability. Um, who, first of all, who needs cyber liability? I mean, at this point now, everyone, I mean, we've, we've found that there, there are cyber liability exposures at, at, you know, in every business, in every industry. Um, and, and that goes down to a, a little, you know, mom and pop pizzeria, uh, you know, cyber doesn't necessarily have to be, um, a strictly computer related, uh, incident, it, you know, in many, in many instances, we'll tell, we'll tell even small restaurant owners who don't even have a point of sale. Do you, you know, do you write the credit card numbers down on a piece of paper somewhere uh, when you take the order over the phone and then process it? Yes. Well, if that piece of paper gets lost and somebody gets their hands on it and there's a loss and then some that card owner gets uh, gets fraud on their card and it's linked back to you. Well, that's a that's a cyber liability loss. I mean, that's a PCI uh, loss. And uh, so at this point now, everyone, if you have a website, you need it. Cyber liability is not just about having your having your information stolen, which you know then leads to other your client to your clients having their credit card stolen. It could be network extortion. Um, I've got my network set up, uh, and a hacker comes in, sits in my system, finds the opportune moment, shuts me out, and says, "Give me X amount of Bitcoin or X amount of dollars, and I'll give you back your system." Uh, that's cyber liability, and that's happening on the on a regular basis right now. Um, ransomware is a, is it's a you know another word for network extortion uh, that you know there's uh, there's funds transfer fraud I mean these are all things that are kind of linked to cyber liability that most people don't think uh, about but they're happening on a on a on a regular basis wow I didn't I didn't realize that I, it makes sense that insurance would cover you if somebody gets in and locks you out of your locks you out of your system um, that had it so what is that? What is that like when you have that kind of a claim? So you're in the middle of it. You're this happened actually to one of my clients. They got locked out of their they got locked out of their own files, and the person the, the whoever it was demanded x amount of dollars in crypto. Um, do you do you call you call the insurance company while it's happening, and does the insurance company say we'll cover you up to x, but you can't pay them what they're asking for, or how does that how does that work when you have an incident and you have cyber coverage? Well, I mean, the beauty of having the cyber liability is having this, this insurance company who's been dealing with cyber for you know, many years and understands the nuances of that uh, essentially negotiation, because that's what it turns out to be. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing that happens is the insurance company takes over and starts, and starts communicating with the you know, hacker, whoever it is that's taken over your system, and, and just tries to get the system back. Um, you know, you, you have the hackers that come into your system and, and say, give me X number of dollars and I'll give you your system back. They get their money, they go away. Uh, and then you have the hackers that, you know, get their money and just obliterate your system anyway. So, so then the insurance company comes in and, and tries to piece it together and see if they can reconstruct it. Uh, again, you need to make sure you have the right coverage in place. Uh, not all policies are cookie cutter and, and you really need to have a conversation with your, your independent insurance agent because... You know, we sit there and we take a lot of our time to review what you do, how you do it, what the exposures are for your business. And we try to make sure that 
um, our cyber policies are are the best fit for you. And, and there are many endorsements that aren't just included in a base level cyber policy that we make sure are there, depending on your business. And the other thing I'd like to touch upon is, is the is social engineering, which you know many people don't really uh, think about. Uh, but hackers don't just come in and try to steal information. Hackers will come in and, and um, essentially watch the communications between you and others and, or you and external parties and then uh, engineer an e- email to trick you into doing something. And in many instances, if, you know, if you're the business owner and every month you, you, know, you ask your, um, your bookkeeper to you know, put $10,000 in your account because you're going to go off and do whatever, maybe you're taking the family away or whatever the case, whatever it is that you're doing, uh, hackers will go in and they will recreate an email from you to your bookkeeper asking for, for $10,000. You know what? Can you put it in this other account? I got a new account. Just you know, put it in there. It's happening on a regular basis now. Social engineering is not something that's that's just typically covered under a base cyber policy. Uh, it's also not something that's covered under a, a, a cyber endorsement under some of the package policies that people have. It's it's really something you need to get uh, because we're seeing claims for it rise uh, on, on a you know weekly basis at this point. Wow. No, I hadn't even I hadn't even thought of that. That's that's absolutely crazy. Now you're you're terrifying me. Nat, the insurance guy, that's... <laughs> Try not to do that, but insurance will do that sometimes. <laughs> All right, so here's what I need you to do now, Nat. I need you to come up with three things, three things that we're going to take away from our time together. I got a feeling I know what one of them is already. So come up with three things and give them to me in just one minute. I want to remind folks that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. They help you with tax planning, consulting, family office advisory, dispute advisory, business valuation, litigation support, forensic accounting, and risk management. If you need help with any of these things, reach out to them today at 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. Also, my Revenue Roadmap Guide, go to revenueroadmapguide.com, enter your contact info, download your free Revenue Roadmap Guide today. It'll help you build your business in a way that's natural and comfortable. RevenueRoadmapGuide.com. Enter your contact info there. All right, Nat, what are the three things we should take away from our time together today? Uh, well, the first one, I'm sure you. this is the one you knew already. It's, uh, you know, the in- independent insurance agent is uh, is going to be your best uh, advisor. Uh, he, you know, we will make sure that your business is covered properly and we have the tools to do so at the right price coverage right priced you know right uh, right coverage right price co- uh, pr- right price excuse me I stumble those words um, we you know we have an advantage uh, in that we work with so many carriers that we can make sure that you you walk away uh, properly covered uh, the second thing is uh, just because you don't primarily work with your computer doesn't mean you don't have a cyber exposure reach out to your independent broker and agent. Um, you know, I love to hear from all my clients on a regular basis, hey, my business has changed or, or I'm doing this right now, what do you think? We actively um, you know, engage our clients because we want to make sure that they're probably covered. Cyber liability is not something that's going away. Every business needs it. Make sure you, you uh, find out about it. Love it if you called me. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, you really shouldn't be afraid of pricing uh, when it comes to insurance. Uh, when it comes to insurance, reach out, talk to your broker, have the conversation first. Be in a place of knowledge and not a place of fear. 
uh, many of my many of the business owners that I've worked with over the years have said, you know, I didn't want to I didn't want to talk to you about my professional exposure because I thought it would be a, a huge expenditure on the business. And now I realize it's not. And I've said, well, you know, that was many years of coverage you lost, and you know, thankfully nothing happened. But you know, it's you made the right choice. It's you know, insurance it, people are are promoting insurance as being expensive uh, online, and hey, let's let, help you save some money. Uh, insurance is uh, it goes back hundreds of years. It's protected maritime businesses. It's protected brick and mortar, protected brick and mortar businesses. Um, if you look at any of the major uh, businesses out there, all these large entities, they all have an on-site risk manager that's uh, constantly evaluating their insurance risk, um, and they pay them on staff. You don't have to pay me on staff. You just call me. Uh, you tell me what's going on with your business, and I give you the right way to protect it. It's it's honestly it's. Uh, it's a no-brainer to be able to go to sleep at night knowing I've got the right insurance policy. I can't protect everything, but there, at least there are a few things that I, I know I've protected and I, I can sleep easy at night. Perfect. If you want to reach out to Nat, the insurance guy, you can call him at 646-747-6282. 646-747-6282. He'll talk to you. He'll assess your risk. You probably have to fill out a little bit of a questionnaire. And then he'll get you the best coverage possible because he can talk to everybody. He's not just locked in to one company. Nat, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you being here. No, thank you so much. Uh, you know, I've been following your podcast for so many for so many years. I'm excited to be a part of it. So thank you for the opportunity to be here, Dave. All right. That'll do it for this episode of the Inside BS Show. We'll be back here again tomorrow with another edition of our show with another great interview. Until then, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.